Mama, have you hesitated to share the struggles you're having with your teen girl because you feel like you should have it all figured out? Do you feel alone in raising your teen girl and feel like whatever you have tried isn't working? Today is a special episode. I'm bringing back Sarah Lopez, who is a mom of five, and four of them are teenage daughters. God bless her. You may remember her from the mom mentoring episode, episode 39. If you haven't had a chance to listen to her mom mentoring session, I highly recommend it. Go ahead and listen to episode 39 uh, right after this episode. I'm bringing her back on to share and talk about how doing and saying less has actually brought breakthroughs in her relationship with one of her teen girls. Her resilience on faith, community, and seeking help has brought her the perspective shifts she needed to move forward. Mama, I know you're here listening to this podcast because you want to know how to support your girl and you want to know what is so different about her in this stage. Maybe she's answered you back with a little bit more sass or maybe just simply ignored you when you were trying to tell her something. What used to work with your girl is no longer taking on the same effect. And instead, you are met with a lot of pushback and even a little attitude. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, is it starting? What is going on? I didn't do anything. And now you're super sensitive, right? So mama, I really do get it. Our girls are changing. I remember distinctly my mom telling me, I don't even know you anymore. When I rebelled against her wishes and even talked back to her when I was 13, I was no longer that sweet, obedient young girl that she was used to, that she could just hug and that I would hug her back. I was changing and my mom had no clue how to move forward with this or even what to do with all the things happening to me. Maybe you're feeling the same things my mom did, frustrated, lost, confused. I completely understand because I'm a mother of three myself. You want the best for your kids. What you see now is just so unsettling. You know that this isn't your little girl and this is not who she is, but who is this girl in front of me and what do I do with you? But there's hope, mama. I have seen tremendous growth in relationships including my own, just by simply understanding and changing our mindset, my mindset on how to approach the teen stage, attitude, drama, and freakouts and all. Don't you want to stop wondering how exactly you can approach your girl? Just letting her know that I just want you to talk to me. You know you can just come to me. Well, listen, mama, I'm offering a free two-day live teen talk workshop. Yes, I said free. And this workshop is for you to learn how to communicate with your teenage daughter so she can start opening up to you. Isn't that what you want? It's going to be so much fun. It's a two-day workshop to teach and mentor you through the toughest season in your girl's life and in your life as a mama. We're going to make it fun with door prizes, a mom community full of mamas in the same season as you. I want you to feel fully supported And I'm wanting a healthy, close relationship for you and your girl. I know what it's like. My daughter and I, she's a senior and we have the best relationship. But it took some work 
It took some intentionality and it took some understanding. So let's start with communication and how we can shift it. In this workshop, I'm giving you two days of free teaching and mentoring by me. You will get real with where you are now with your relationship with your girl and understand where you want it to go. You're going to understand all the changes, both physically and emotionally, that your girl is going through right now. And get a peek of what's going on in her head and how she's thinking. You're going to discover a better way to communicate with your girl through this workshop. Did I say it was free? Yes, it is absolutely free. And there is no obligation to buy anything. Will I give you an option to continue to work with me? Of course. But... I want you to walk away from this workshop with something in your hands. Not just the door prizes for moms and daughters to enjoy, but information, teaching, and a better understanding and plan to move forward and reach that goal of the desired relationship you want for your girl and for you. I honestly have not had so much fun planning for this workshop. I want you to save your seat Come and hang out with me and other moms raising teen girls. Head on over to JeannieBaldomero.com forward slash teen talk workshop. That's J-E-A-N-N-I-E-B-A-L-D-O-M-E-R-O.com forward slash teen talk workshop and save your spot. Hey mama, welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. Hey mamas, I have my friend Sarah here. You probably would recognize her. She was a mom, a fellow mom of tween teens that we did a mom mentoring session here on Raising Her Confidently. And I have invited her back because we just want to see after sharing her story, giving her a plan and some tips on how to connect with her daughter a little bit better. I brought her back and asked her to share what's been going on from the last time we spoke to now. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Jeannie. I'm so happy to be back and be with you. So um, can you remind us what you do, how many kids you have, and their ages? Yeah, sure. So my name is Sarah, and I am a wife and mom of five children. So my oldest is just about to turn 19. I have four daughters, 19, 17, 14, newly 13. So I have four teenage daughters in the house right now. Praise the Lord. We're doing very well. And, um, and my son who's 11. So, um, that's our household. And then as far as what I do, I am a business owner, um, here in my community. And excitingly, I can announce that, um, I am going to be part of the faculty staff at one of the local Christian universities. So, um, exciting to get that started in the fall. 
Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Love that. So four teenage girls in a yes. household. I mean, I only have one. My mom only had one and I was a whole handful. Um, how is that like? I'm going to little go off a little off script, but how is it like raising four teenagers in a house? Poor younger brother, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> younger brother. Let me address him. It, he's awesome. Um, I see his young manhood, like his young characteristics of wanting to protect um, and step up and have a voice in our home as a leader that's starting to come out. So that's incredible. And I, so I'm learning, you know, how to parent through this stage with him as well, of course. Um, as far as my girls, you know what? I just decided. So my youngest daughter, she turned 13 just this month. And I made this big announcement like, wow, there's four teenage daughters in our house now. And, you know, we were all together. And I thought, I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to celebrate it. I am going to, like, what? what a blessing it is, you know? And I'm like, Lord, you have entrusted me with this task. And so you must see it in me. Right. And that's where like, like, Lord, continue to work on me in my identity so that I know that I am equipped to parent them well, you know, my husband and I, and it really calls me higher to, um, like you said, like, as far as like my role, not only as a mom and as a wife, but also as a woman, a woman of faith, a businesswoman, a professional woman, you know, because I want to inspire my girls. And so I feel like that calls me higher. So we're in an interesting season, but I'm going with it and I've decided to celebrate it. So awesome. And I love that you recognize that you are being called higher, you know, being mm -hmm. a mom of girls, uh, our girls are looking to us as mm -hmm. a role model and, and as an example of what it's like to navigate as a woman. So Awesome. And I think you're doing a wonderful job, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, friend. Okay, let's get into these questions. So how did you find me? And I remember, um, I'm going to call this Rooted because it was a course that I had provided and offered prior to raising her confidently. So how did you find me and what you what made you want to join Rooted at the time and jump in on a one-on-one -on -one mentorship with me? Yes. So I believe that I first um, started getting involved with Rooted and your coaching sessions about three years ago. And it really was because I was in need of coaching myself. Um, it was a new concept to me because I just figured traditionally speaking, you know, if a teenager is going through things and the teenager goes through counseling or mentoring, you know, and so your approach to actually coach the mom really hit home for me. Because what I've learned as I've developed um, is that if I'm not willing to surrender my stuff and humble my things and ask for God to give me new levels of strength and wisdom, then nothing around me is really going to change. Mm. Um, or I'm always looking for others to change. And that just creates almost like this blame game. And um, that just gets messy, ugly, and nothing good comes out of it. And so... That's what really attracted me to what you were offering at that time and what you offer now is because you're talking to me and I can be in control of my, you know, my behavior and my mindset. And then I see how that positively reflects my relationship with my daughters and with my son and with my husband. So I would say that's what attracted me most to what you're offering. And um, yeah, the rooted 
workshop was like the first main intensive, you know, program that I, that I attended with you, which was a three-day workshop. It gave me a lot of tools. Um, and I think that was the kind of the launching ground. And then just over the last couple of years, staying in touch with you and being able to give you, you know, testimony as to some of the victories that we're having and learning to celebrate even the small victories, because it is all a process for all of us. Yeah. And I loved how you mentioned that, you know, a lot of times when we moms have relational issues, specifically with our daughters during this time, we automatically think, yes, we need to get our daughters some help. I even been approached and said, hey, do you coach daughters? And I specifically had mentioned, no, I coach moms of daughters. And it was that weird, confused look like, but how are you impacting daughters if you're coaching me? And without the realization that, you know what, you're going to be in your daughter's life for life, right? And I know moms have this desire to be their daughter's BFF, their friend as adults. You know, all of a sudden she's 18 and you pick up and like, oh, we're friends. No, that relationship is built over time and it needs to start, especially in the tumultuous season. Thank you for bringing that up and the fact that we've known each other for over three years, right? And having those touch points. So do you have it? Did you have any hesitations in reaching out to me? Yes. Yeah. Out of all honesty, I think that whenever we open up in a vulnerable area, um, it's there's going to be some sense of hesitation for myself. I've learned now, you know, looking back, I can kind of name it. I've learned now that I, um, that I, I wanted I was a people pleaser, right? I was looking for the approval of of others. So I was thinking, you know, if my children aren't, you know, the highest reflection of my parenting or who they could be in life, then that was, you know, a negative reflection on me. And so it was really hard for me. You probably didn't see it when I first came, but inside my inner dialogue was telling me, you know, um, not to share too much, not to be too vulnerable, you know, to be there more as a supportive role versus like someone in need, because, mm-hmm. because then God forbid, what are people going to think about you, Sarah, you know? And so, and, and all of that, it's just, it's, it's, I think that it's all, it limits us to be able to grow and to be able to break off the things that need to be broken off so that we can live more abundantly and in more freedom. And so, um, yeah, so there was definitely hesitation. And um, I think too, that comes from like, my childhood, you know, that certain things are discussed outside of the home and certain things aren't. And so that may have to do with our generation, or our culture. Um, But so that was something that I had to break through. And I, I really think that I did during 2020, through COVID, I did a few different masterminds. And I learned like, what it that it's actually healthy to be able to reach out and um, talk in a, in a healthy place, a safe place, you know, so that you don't continue on that same cycle over and over. So I'm really glad that I did. And I feel like that's opened me up to um, other areas, you know, to also receive and to, to learn and to be coachable. I love that. I love that. Um, and I know that you're probably not the only one that has felt that way. I've also felt that way to be completely vulnerable with you too, is that I felt for a very long time that I needed to show up because of this expectation that, oh, you have to have it together. 
But in reality, the the reason people connect is because it's through vulnerability. I did a lot of Brene Brown studying and it's through those authentic connections that things change. Because if if we believe that nothing needs to change and nothing will change, but it's the bravery and the courage that we need to take to move forward. And it's not admitting to your weaknesses, really. It's more humbling yourself to know that, you know, you must not be the only one. It's getting over the fear of feeling judged. And would there be a risk of being judged? Yeah, there could be. But there are places where you could feel safe, right? And when you know you have other moms in the same season, in the same stage, likely experiencing the same thing, then you're less alone. And gosh, and that bravery actually opens up for more moms to speak. It's almost like a permission. You know, it takes one person to go through the door, right? And everybody follows. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I think that's beautiful. And I think that finding community where you can do that because really when you're in community then you see another mom struggle and you have compassion for her and you have a sense of understanding even if it's not your situation and then and then I'm able to think you know what like if I'm feeling like this towards her and her situation surely everybody at the table is feeling that also for me when I'm sharing. So kind of that wall of feeling like you're being judged or being looked down, like that quickly gets dispersed when you're, when you're in that type of community, because, um, because we are all moms and we have the heart, you know, for our children and we're willing to do the work. So you can't help but applaud the mom for being honest, you know, and wanting things to change. So I think that your yeah, your community does a really good job. You do a great job in facilitating that with your live events and, you know, I'm sure by creating the space um, online. Thank you. Yes. I found that very valuable for most moms is being in community, knowing that they are safe, right? What was your experience with both the course and the calls? What was it like? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say for me, it allowed for me to take the time to self-reflect and to be more self-aware. Hmm. of where, where I'm at as a mom and why I hear things a certain way when I'm talking to my children. Um, and for that matter, my husband or really anybody that I'm in close connection with. But um, I think that was really, really significant for me um, to be, to have that time set aside to reflect Um, and why is it that I'm hearing things being said to me in a certain way? So that's something that you and I talked about on our mentoring, um, call that we did on the podcast Mm -hmm. was like a lens for me to be more self-aware of like the lens or the filter in which I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've been working on that. I've been working on not taking it like so personally or internalizing it, I guess, not jumping on the emotional roller coaster as much as I'm able, you know? And so, um, so I think those were like some big takeaways for me is, is, is giving myself the time and permission to self-reflect and, um, to be more aware of how I'm hearing what's being said. So that way I could poise myself to respond in a different manner. I love that. I love that. It's just pulling back, putting your, Taking off your mom of young daughter glasses and putting on your teen glasses. <laughs> Remembering yes. what it feels like to be a teen and what do they really mean in that filter. <laughs> yes. That's a lot of work. Yes. It's a lot of work to go there. 
Well, so specifically with the course, bringing yourself to the course and when you were taking it, what was your favorite part? I loved how you explained our role through the different stages of adolescence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually used that language um, when talking to my daughters. And so it's been cool because I feel like it's put terms on like the change that we've had in our relationships. So, you know, because like my, the way that I parent my 13 year old, newly 13 year olds to the way that I parent my daughter, my daughter, who's now living on campus as a college student are different, but I'm still, I'm parenting them both. But I was talking with my 17 year old, my second oldest about two, three weeks ago. And I said, I told her, I used the word parenting when I was talking to her. And I says, you know what? Actually, I'm not even parenting you at this point. I'm coaching you. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm coaching you because I've parented you all of these years. And you you are fully aware, you know, of the decisions that are before you. And now I'm just coaching you towards making the right ones, you know, but she's fully able to make her own decisions. And so part of it is trusting first. God in guiding her and also trusting her, you know, and knowing that she is fully equipped to make the right decisions. So um, it's been, it's been a big deal. And I think that that's one of the biggest points that I took away is my different role throughout the different stages of parenting, how hands-on I need to be and, um, and when to, you know, let go of the reins. Because ultimately, I want all of my children to launch successfully, you know, and um, and have all the tools that they need and yet know that mom and dad are here to continue to support them. Right. Because, you know, each kid or even us, once we give birth to our children, they don't come with a handbook. And Mm -hmm. to be able to find the right verbiage, as you were saying, to label what it is you're trying you're experiencing or what stage you're in in parenting and how it looks different for each child and how you are able to articulate that to them is massive because you know what is the one thing we our kids do when they compare themselves to each other that's not fair you treated so and so like this and you're treating me like this well now you have verbiage to it to to help them explain and it's not negative i either you're empowering your girl as they get older to understand that's what you're doing and to also let them know that you recognize that too. And to be able to put words and verbiage and terms to that is amazing. And I love that you labeled that as your favorite part, because I think that's one of my favorite parts too. It's like the aha. It's like usually the click that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been really, really helpful and practical. Now, what um, was your, your win or outcome after applying the tools and resources gained from my course or from the mentorship calls? Number one, I think speaking with you in regards to that particular situation that had to do with like communication with my daughter and like how much to ask and know when like to trust that she'll come to me, you know, for counsel and things like that. You gave me a lot of practical information and also again, like mindset shift, you know, just in some of the advice that you gave me. Um, it allowed for me to place my thoughts more appropriately when I'm talking to her and choosing what I was going to ask her from that session forward, you know, like what areas am I giving her autonomy, you know, to, to, to live her life, like within the healthy boundaries that we, you know, set up for her. 
and just be okay with that. I don't need to know all of the details that she's living her life. And that's a good thing, right? So you help me see that. And then also where areas that as a mom, I need to know when to step in, but also how to approach. So that's been huge. We've had major victories, more peace, I would say, in our relationship, in the way that we communicate. Yes. Um, almost immediately when I stopped asking her like so many questions, it was a little like, you know how it's like it gets awkward when someone stops the conversation and you're just sitting there. Yeah. You have to be okay. <laughs> you have to be okay with that silence. And that's like how I felt for maybe a day or two, which thank the Lord, like he didn't leave me hanging too long. You know, it was like a day or two where I just stopped asking questions. And then she just started talking. It was, it was awesome. I <laughs> it love was that. awesome. And I was like, whoa, this is what Jeannie was talking about. I just trusted, like I said earlier, I trusted God first and I trusted the process that, you know, she would bring up to me whatever she needed to. And what was really cool was she started telling me like great things that were happening in her day and, sh- and she started sharing more. And so I really leaned into that. I, I tried to leave conversations with her, like, well, when you talk, want to talk about it more, or if you have any other questions, I, you know, I'm here, or I include my husband, you know, your dad and I are here, we're here to support you, you know, so that way she knows it's an open door. It's been huge. Honestly, it's been huge in my relationship with her. And it's helped me with my younger daughters too, so that I can approach them in that way also. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm super grateful. I love that. And we celebrate the wins because the wins is what keeps us going for when it does get hard. That's so good. That's so true. So, okay. So I'll share a little, I'll share a little more. Two things that came up when we were talking. One was that this is going to go a little deep, but I'll keep it brief. Go for it. It, Because I think it's real life. It's real life, Um, especially as women. So what I learned about myself in that awkward silence is that I got to see where I was codependent, Mm. where I felt like I needed to create environment, create opportunities for um, my children's happiness, right? Mm. And so once I realized that their happiness (laughs) is not a direct um, outcome of me and my parenting that allowed me to trust God more. Number one, love it. And yes. And number two, it gave me like, it took a load off of my shoulders, which it definitely takes work. Like it takes intentionality to be in communication, in, in communication with God and in, commu- and in touch with our own thoughts and feelings, you know? So I had to have like these check-in points with myself before I talked, before I approached a conversation, I would ask myself, like, are you going to do this because you feel like you need to create a moment for your daughter? Are you doing this because you need to fill in a gap where you need to come in and be the hero and save the day? So this was like really big stuff for me, right? Um, And so, so I've been working on that. And then the other thing is that we do still need to get involved. And so just a few days ago, I decided to bring up a conversation and it wasn't well received. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really received. And actually uh, my daughter was pretty defensive. My normal default would have been to go back and actually apologize and to tell her, you know what? I approached you wrong. Um, Which of course I can always do better. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But I learned in myself that the reason why I would have gone back to apologize really was out of codependency. Mm. And I, so I learned like, actually let it sit there because the reason why I brought up the conversation was because the conversation needed to be brought up. There was, there was a behavior that needed to be addressed. And so I had to choose to trust, to trust that I acted out in the right time and in the right way. And so, so that was a big deal. And I actually went to my oldest daughter, who's about 19. And I just gave her some general history on the conversation. And, um, and she was like, mom, she was like, no, like your mom, you had the conversation and knowing my sister, like she'll sit on it and then she'll move forward. And I'm like, okay. So, so that was really cool too, because I was able to see how I was able to get feedback from my, from my daughter because we think differently. She thinks more black and white and I think in all the emotions. Yeah. And so, um, so a lot of really cool things came out of it, but it was still a struggle because, um, I was hoping the outcome would be a different way, but there's still, there's still a lot of learning that my daughter needs to do, you know, how to take responsibility and be accountable. Um, but I know too, that's a process because that's never easy, but I'd much rather have it come from me, come from my husband when it's done, you know, in love and for the right intention so that she can grow. And I'm just trusting that the Lord continues to talk with her so that way she can have, you know, a sense of humility and surrender and she can, you know, let her heart be molded in certain areas that, you know, still need to grow. And, you know, what matters most is the, and this is why I love coaching moms it's because it's the perspective and the security and the the world's not going to fall apart if there was i mean i don't even call it a set setback i call it a refining moment a mm. refining moment in the relationship right and a refining moment in in your daughter because that's what you truly are you're not doing your job as a coach if you allow things to happen coaches don't win games if they allow their players to make decisions and mistakes all the time because they don't right. grow either right Moms, yes, listening to that, it can get emotional, but the more we can understand the dynamics of specific daughters and personalities, the less we need to shoulder that guilt. And I love that you recognize that for yourself too, Sarah. It's like a growing process for everyone. It's just this really brings joy to my heart, you know, even when I'm like, oh, that that conversation didn't go well, but this is so good, you know. Yeah. So I love it. I love it because I think you as a mom too have grown out of this. I think three years ago, maybe it would have been a little bit different, like the, the spiraling thoughts, but because, yes. you know, you've connected and grown and, and pursued and did not give up on your relationship with your daughter by getting the help you needed and being coachable, like you were saying, this is it. This is where, where you're at. And we have to recognize, yeah, it's not going to be all roses. That's what the teen stage is. It's a refining stage. And we're just going to be the, the, the knife sharpeners, right? The knife sharpeners, sometimes we'll get cut and it's going to hurt. But we, re- we remember to sharpen because that's our purpose. So good. It's been really good. Good. And yes, it's not easy, but it's so worth it, right? So what would you say to moms out there that are listening to you and your story and are probably like, Sarah, you are me. I totally get what you're saying. I'm experiencing the same thing. 
or they're like in the 13 stage, you know what I mean? This is our first teenage daughter and they're like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) And they're struggling to connect with their teen daughter. What would you say to them? Number one, I would say to lean in, lean into the Lord, invite him into it all, invite him into your home, invite him. Now I'm going to get emotional, (laughs) invite him into your house. Um, So that's something that I've, that I've done and I continue to do. I just did it this morning is being intentional. I wake up, I ask God before I go to sleep, Lord, wake me up before the alarm clock goes off so that I can get out of bed and I can go and pray over my household to set the atmosphere. It's beautiful because we have control over that. And so I've chosen to do that. I wake up before my kids are awake. I I walk up and down the hallways, pray in my room. And I just, I set the atmosphere so that when my children wake up, because my husband is usually already awake, when my children wake up, that they are waking up into a home that's filled with the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. And that's an act, an activity. It's an action that we can take. And um, and so that's the way that I've been choosing, you know, to, to, to start my day for myself and to prepare my home for my family. And, uh, and I declare God's goodness over their life. I declare that their minds are renewed, that they won't fall, um, you know, into, they won't conform to the patterns of this world, you know? And so I declare all these things over their life and over my son's life, over my life, over my marriage. And God is so good and faithful that the rest is up to him. The rest is, the rest is completely up to him. And so that would be my thing is from moms to number one, leaning on the Lord invite him more and more into your life, into your home, even if you're just starting, even if you don't yet know what that would look like, just trust that he's there and that you can call upon him and welcome him into your home. And you'll just see the beauty of his presence in your life start to unfold. And beyond that, I would say definitely to trust, to trust yourself, to be willing to do the hard work yourself for your own development. And when, when you feel like there's an area in your daughter's life that needs to be sharpened, think about it first, but be willing to have difficult conversations and um, take Jeannie's advice on the way that you approach the conversations. A part of our responsibility as parents to address things as they come up so that something small doesn't become something large. And God forbid for our children to say, mom, I wish you would have told me this. I Hmm. wish you would have brought this up to me when I was younger. And so those are things where I see I need to go back and I need to have conversations that I haven't yet had with my daughters. Um, And I think that even in our minds, when we think, oh, it's not age appropriate yet, I bet you it already is, you know, because this world moves so fast that they're living in. So don't be afraid to have conversations. And if you've done step one and invited God into, you know, your home, then those difficult conversations are going to be easier to have. So I think that trust and relationship happens in those moments. And even if they don't look pretty at the time, I think that our girls will be grateful um, as they get older that we had those conversations with them. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing such wisdom. I love and admire your faith journey. I mean, your, your, your walk with the Lord is amazing. And it's apparent in how you live and how you parent and how 
you interact with your family. So thank you so much. And thank you for giving the advice of moms that are listening. Um, you know, personally, it's not without the Lord that I can do the things that I can do. And I'm so glad that we have sisters that are able to speak into other moms in the same position that can, you know, give people hope, you know, in their relationships, even with their teens and with themselves. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being my friend and being willing to step out and do this and offer, you know, your experience and your wisdom. I love that we're just all learning from each other. It's, it's a good place to be in life. It sure is. It beats being alone because this is hard. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, thank you so much. And moms, I will see you later. Mama, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Sarah Lopez. I was extremely blessed to have her on and hear all the breakthroughs, mindset shifts, and coming to a perspective where she is at peace. I know you want that for yourself, Mama. So I invite you to come save your spot at the free two-day Teen Talk workshop I'm giving at the end of this month. I'll see you there, JeannieBaldomero.com forward slash teen talk workshop. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.